And that is the brand new single called The Right Side of Goodbye from my guest, Greg Williams. It's from his album, The Mistakes I've Made. And we'll hear the song here on the show. Uh, another track from it as well. And we'll get into Greg's influences, songwriting, the fiddle. And of course, we'll mention Sturgill Simpson, because that is a favorite artist of Greg's. Much more on the show with my guest, Greg Williams. Hey there. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. How are you, Greg? You know what? Uh, I think everyone's tired of people complaining, so I'm going to say I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a tough question these days because it's, it's laced with so much, you know, how are you doing? Uh, these days, it, it can be a heavier answer. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i about around the 90 days since I've been gigging and and working, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of squirreliness going on, and definitely, you know, the good days and the bad days. But yeah, you just got to get through it. You know, we're all we're all in the same boat after all. That's it. When when you know that everybody's going through the same thing, approximately, um, there's comfort in that. And yeah, you just kind of have to roll with the punches. Um, and it seems like there's some signs of improvement. Uh, in some ways, you know, some things reopening and, and a few changes for the better. So I guess we just have to be patient. It's exciting. It means we're going to be back to playing out there and not in front of the computer screens, which I am very <laughs> much looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a big difference. Uh, it's great to do the live streams, which I'm doing Thursday nights at 9 at my Facebook page. But, yeah, on stage and being in the audience when the artist is on stage is a whole other kind of thing, other kind of energy. Um, and when you're on stage, Greg, I mean, you just – you rock out. You Whether it's the fiddle or whatever you're doing up there, you're just putting your all into the song. Yeah, I just always have the philosophy that – you know, we should play. We should play the show like it's the last time we're gonna play. And whether that's to the bar manager and the security guard, and there's no audience, or a packed festival, you just gotta have the same energy, the same level of enthusiasm. And for us, it's just fun to get together and play and jam and see what happens. That is such a great approach to play like it's your last time. So, so you just. You're living it because I'm sure there are artists that might get up there and, you know, sometimes you kind of, you know, you phone it in, as they say, you just kind of go, go through the motions, but you're, you're not taking a moment for granted on stage. And it's tough to do. It's, um, you know, sometimes when you are playing to one or two people, it's hard to, Mm. it's hard. It's actually, I find it easier playing to more people just because there's far more I don't want to get too hippy dippy with it, but there's a lot of energy exchanging going yeah. on. And when you're at a bar and one or two people are there, sometimes those people aren't even facing you. And it's, it's hard to get through that in your mind of just going, why, why are we here? Like no one, no one cares. But again, it just comes back to the band and I really enjoy playing and interacting with each other. And we just go out and leave it all on the stage. Amazing. Uh, if we head back to 2017, that is when you won the next Country Music Star Talent Competition. I was a judge that year, along with a lot of judges. They have a great, uh, great setup in Bethany for uh, the Ranch Resort. Uh, it's a great competition every year. You won it. What was that feeling like for you, Greg, to take home, you know, the big prize and uh, to have made it to the end? It was incredible. Um, we. 
didn't really go in there with the mindset of trying to win. We had the top three in mind because we knew that the top three people got to go play at Havelock and we figured, all right, if we can do top three, we have an opportunity to go play to a bigger audience. And that was, that was all the goal was for us. And when we moved on to the semifinals and then to the finals, we couldn't believe it. And then finally, when they called out my name as the winner, it was, it was a little, it was a little bit surreal for me. It was just one of those things where you didn't expect it to happen. Uh, that competition really pushed me to, well, pushed and forced, I want to say, but it was good for me uh, to start songwriting, which I really hadn't done up until that point. They actually now have the Greg Williams rule where you do have to have at least one original song from the get-go, which wasn't written into the rules prior to my year, but... um, yeah, so I went back and had my first song written for the semifinals, and then the rest, as they say, is history. The fiddle is a big part of what you do. How old were you, Greg, when you started to learn? Uh, seven years old is when I asked my parents if I could learn how to play fiddle, which is, I know, a little different uh, than how most people get started, but that definitely was the start of my musical journey and obsession and I've definitely had an on again off again relationship with it uh you know during high school you know I was raised in a hockey town so being the fiddle kid wasn't exactly the coolest but I went to Humber College and uh for the bachelor of music program uh specializing in jazz violin is what I did and through that then I reconnected with country music and lately it's just been the ace in the hole for me it's what sets me apart I believe and it's really driven me musically because as an instrumentalist before I ever really took singing seriously it drives me to want to play my instrument more than just be a singer so I think it definitely, yeah, it definitely drives us creatively. Yeah, it is a unique sound because the fiddle is not in a lot of groups and not always the lead singer that uh, does it. What was it at age seven, Greg, that that drew you to to choosing the fiddle? Well, my great-grandfather played the fiddle, and unfortunately I never got to meet him, but my grandparents and my parents used to take me to the fiddle contest at uh, the Western Fair in London. And, you know, I was that little kid who would sit there at age four or five and they'd start playing and I'd get up and dance around and then I'd be all sassy and sad when they stopped playing. I'd sit down all cross-armed and then they'd start playing again and the next person I'd get up and dance. So after a couple of years of that, that was just enough of an influence to be like, yeah, I want to learn how to do this. Very cool, and, and your sound, I mean, it kind of ties into the fiddle, but overall, uh, and it's not that you're not commercial, not that these songs aren't made for country radio, but I know your style, Greg, you're not looking to do um, cookie-cutter music or music that's been done. You've got your own path you're following. I just, that's not my focus, I would say. Um, I never I never really have a good answer for that, but that's, I think, the best the best way to put it is my focus is not necessarily to make it to radio or 
have the number one single, which I mean, I would love and I, I love that bottom of the bottle got to radio. I love that right sides out on radio now, but that's always never really been the focus for me. I just really enjoy playing. I really enjoy making great music and I just want to write songs that connect with people because it's a form of therapy for me to get to talk and deal with any of my emotions or baggage, I guess. But uh, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely become sort of a focus for me is to not focus on, I guess, the social norms. (laughs) Forever the rebel. I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's great music. We're going to share it for for anybody who hasn't heard your sound yet and your songs, and anybody who has uh, will enjoy them again. But let's turn. Let's start off with "Bottom of the Bottle," the first single from uh, the album. And tell me about the song. It's uh, one that actually got pitched to me. Um, it's a co-write between Clayton Bellamy from the Roadhammers and. Um, uh, Stephen Friedman, who's a Nashville writer, he had some songs and some production role uh, for the show Nashville, which was, you know, a great a great show on TV for sure it was, yeah. a while. Uh, they wrote this early 2000s, and it just floated around and nobody recorded it. And when we went to start doing some songwriting, uh, we wrote one of the other songs from the EP Living to Die with Clayton and uh, my producer, Mike Little, and then Clayton kind of floated this song at us. And as soon as I heard it, I I knew we had to cut it. It just, it spoke to me. It's just a song about the negative side of drinking, which I don't think gets touched on enough in country music. I think there's a lot of songs about the party element and having a good time. And mm-hmm. I myself enjoy, you know, going out and having a good time and drinking and all those things. But I think there is something to say about that. You know, there are negatives to all of this stuff and it's certainly a demon that haunts my family line. And it's something that I think needs to be said. And I really connected with this song as soon as I heard it and was so happy I got to cut it. Let's check it out now. Greg Williams and Bottom of the Bottle here on In the Country. At the bottom of the bottle there's a lot you'll find As long as you ain't looking for peace of mind Or the love of a woman to hold you tight Kissing your babies to sleep at night At the bottom of the bottle there's a light you'll see The reflection in a glass of reverie They worship my steps and crown me king Holding court for the fools of your majesty Oh, there's something you should know
And that is my guest, Greg Williams, with his song, Bottom of the Bottle. It is from uh, his album, The Mistakes I've Made. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Clayton Bellamy was a writer on that song with Steve Friedman. But, but you wrote a song with Clayton on the album. Tell me about writing with Clayton Bellamy, who is a great solo artist and, of course, a member of the Roadhammers. It was awesome. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of uh, Clayton and the Roadhammers and uh, even the even his uh, solo stuff, Clayton Building the Congregation, is amazing music, and um, it was it was cool because it was fun to write with. I kind of consider Clayton to be a little more rock and roll than I do country, and it was cool to kind of have that mindset going into a tune like Living to Die because he had this idea about putting down the phones and living a fuller life, which is what the song's all about. And it just, it just came together really quickly. And then we got to the studio. It was super fun to just, just rock out on it. And especially with the, the album version, we did a radio edit, which I released earlier. Uh, I don't really think it ever went anywhere, but just with a big jam out because I just said, you know, if we're going to do a first EP, I got to have something that's that like Freebird style jam section. So yeah. it was it was just a lot of fun to write. It was a lot of fun to cut and it's a lot of fun to listen to in my opinion anyway. <laughs> uh, tell me about Mike Little as a producer. What to, what did he bring to the table and what what did he bring out in you? Mike is a really great producer really talented musician as well um 
Mike is a phenomenal keyboard and organ player, and I mean, he recorded with the first album of um, Black Mountain Whiskey Rebellion. He tours with George Canyon and Charlie Major, uh, occasionally the Roadhammers. He's now in the new band, the Hello Darlings from out west with his wife Candace, who is the vocal producer for the EP. But Mike just has years of experience of the instrumental side and playing on a lot of great records. So getting the opportunity to work with a guy like that was amazing. And he really, really whooped my backside in the studio on my playing and thinking about being an instrumentalist in the studio, which was something I hadn't done up until that point. So I've definitely gained a few new skills and even things that I really hadn't grasped in the studio that I have now grasped. Um, it's just the change is incredible. And I'm just so, so honored that I had the opportunity to work with him. And uh, let's get into Sturgill Simpson, who is a, a big influence on you, and you enjoy his music. You look forward to his albums when they come out, and you've told me about them. You had me watch a live stream the other night, which was awesome, uh, of him yeah. performing. And uh, you were telling me, and I went back, and then I went and listened to it, uh, a song of his that you, there's some lyrics in it that you can relate to, and the song is, Life Ain't Fair and the World is Mean. That, I'm, that I mean, that's all. That song sums it up. It's it's so fun to listen to Sturgill. There's a great combination of metaphor and amazing lyrics and also some tongue-in-cheek, self-deprecating humor that connects with me somehow. But uh, especially with that song, talking about, like, you know, you won't hear my songs on the radio because the new sound's all the rage but you can always find me playing in a smoky bar with bad sound and a dim lit stage. And I just, I've always kept that lyric. I, I think that's, I think especially from where I sit, like I said, my focus isn't on the radio is that that immediately was just like, well, there it is. But Sturgill just, I think that's his focus as well is, is just making great music. He made that first album and he had people who had played with, Whalen and people who had played with Patsy Klein on it and just great studio musicians. And then when he had the opportunity to make the second record, he didn't really have the money that he did for the first album. And he made uh meta modern sounds and country music as a second record he made for $4,000, which is insane. And that was, yeah. Wow. That was when he basically blew up on the scene as, as people called him the savior of country music, which obviously didn't sit well with Sturgill because he did his third album and all of a sudden, boom, he had a bigger band and Motown horns and he covered Nirvana. And then his fourth album was like a soundtrack for an anime film he had on Netflix. That's like Samurais and rock and electro. And, and like I said, when I was talking to you the other night, we watched that live stream and he's mm -hmm. touring this album and then, boom, he's on the Ryman stage and he's playing bluegrass. And it's just, you never know what to expect with Sturgill because 
I don't think he likes to be pigeonholed by himself or by anybody else. And that's inspiring. It's just, he has a song on his last record, Sound of Fury, called Make Art, Not Friends. And I think that's that's a great lyric and a great thing to describe Sturgill Simpson. That is pretty amazing. And uh, you mentioned he covered Nirvana. Uh, and you cover Prince, Purple Rain, and, you know, Unexpected, um, but a great version of it. Do you do any other songs, Craig, where you cover uh, stuff that is something we wouldn't expect from you because it's a different genre or a different kind of artist? So something I really enjoy doing live is mashups. I kind of have this thing that I really dislike and I call them DJs. Uh, and I just, as a, as a live musician, I don't, you know, I, when I go to a party, I don't want to hear a DJ. I want to hear a live band. That's just the way I am. But the DJs can do some certain things that live bands haven't always done. And that was the mashup thing. So when I can go mm-hmm. from, when I can go from the boys around here, just say we cover some Blake Shelton, and with yep. my with my you know highly expensive jazz degree all of a sudden it's like well i can also play right into you can't always get what you want and <laughs> feeling all right by joe cocker and those are all songs that things that pop up in the middle of the set sometimes i don't really know what's going to happen but purple rain is one that often gets requested we've done uh Aerosmith, we've done Led Zeppelin. It's just always fun to try different things. We've covered Sinead O'Connor. We've covered. <laughs> it's really just it's it's kind of just a pick a name out of a hat, and sometimes we'll throw it in there. <laughs> Keeps things interesting for you, of course, and for us in the audience because uh, we hear we hear a fresh spin on a song that we know. I love that. It, it keeps it fresh, it, you know. There's. It's hard to always change the set list completely, but when you can kind of draw a few mashups here and there, that's always a little exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I love mashups. I don't know how long they've been around. I've seen them on award shows and I've seen other artists do them, but I love it, that transition from one song into another, and then maybe you might go on to a couple other songs. You come back to the original, and it just all flows seamlessly. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 something that is just really fun to do and when you can pull it off, sometimes people just lose their minds. I know we do yeah. regularly we have one that we do gin and juice by Snoop Dogg. And <laughs> I mean I'm a goofy six foot six fiddle playing dude. I shouldn't be rapping. But it's fun and people always have a kick and get a kick out of it, so it stays right. in the set, you know. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that is funny. I love it. Um let's turn to Right Side of Goodbye, which is the new single from the album. And uh great song just released very recently, just a couple of weeks ago. Tell me about the right side of goodbye. As you know, this is one of my favorite of yours, probably probably my favorite on the album. It's just got a cool groove to it. The production, your vocals, of course, just everything about this song is, is pretty special. Uh, tell me all about it. So I wrote this one again with uh, my producer, Mike Little, as well as a uh, really great Calgary-based artist named Greg Bulger. And Greg had the idea uh, for a song called The Right Side of Goodbye about leaving on good terms which then slowly morphed itself into 
this sort of cowboy outlaw story we were just talking about, about like what if this cowboy is in love and then he was an outlaw back in the day and then the past catches up with him and he has to basically leave his love behind. And the song sort of just slowly wrote itself even though there's not a lot of that cowboy tale in there, that's kind of what it's based off of in our minds. And I sort of came up with this chord progression that kind of reminded me of, I would say like Warren Haynes era, Allman Brothers band, just sort of that Southern Rocky blues kind of thing. And it just kind of hashed itself out after that. And it's funny because we really thought that it was only ever going to be an album cut on the EP and it's had such a great response that finally I said all right let's send this to radio and see what happens and Mm -hmm. luckily for me a few stations have started picking it up and people still love the song and yeah I, I couldn't be happier with it it's one of my favorites it's a great song. I'm so happy to hear that uh, it's getting spins in radio and, and getting more attention for you, which is great. Well, let's hear the song now from my guest, Greg Williams. This is Right Side of Goodbye on In the Country.
And that is Ontario's Greg Williams with a great song called Right Side of Goodbye. In fact, it's his current single at Country Radio, so you can uh, contact your local country station and say you want to hear that from Greg. Uh, it's from his album, The Mistakes I've Made. And Greg, it's always great chatting with you, uh, chatting about the music and playing the songs. And it's, uh, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it, Dave. You know I love talking to you. <laughs> Always a great time. The feeling is mutual, and I know that uh, a few new people have tuned into the podcast to hear your music and be introduced to it for the first time, and that is always a great thing. Once again, my guest has been Greg Williams. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.